Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Capacity, testing, distancing. I had to break out of the house. I think the technology exists for me to actually do the show from home. I know others are doing that. But here's what I thought. I mean, Lance is there. There's distance. I can swab up and it sounds dirty. I can swab up and spray down and wipe down and and disinfect and martinize and lather up. And here I am. Chip Pratt over there. Some call him Tater. I don't know which is appropriate. Like if it's for ATN, you're Tater and and then you're Chip Pratt now. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. See, that's not really answering the question. It's it's always uh, host discretion, you know. I don't care as long as you call me, you know, whatever you want, whatever and not you want, inappropriate. Just call you whatever you want, whatever I want. I don't know what that as means. As long as it's uh, you know not uh, inappropriate. No, of course not. Uh, wholesome and innocent. Radio sterile. clean. Yeah, that's right. That's it. As we try to make sense of things, so we try to do it radio clean, whatever that means. Uh, anyway, so Sterling stepping in, uh, Mr. Pratt over there. Let's call, uh, Tater, Tater for now. Mr. Pratt later. I don't know. Uh, lots to do. Uh, a good guy. We talked to him last week. We talked to him regularly. Of course, you know about the rubber duck regatta and that big uh, cargo container of uh, And What about the, the, the ducks? Uh, have they been martinized and sanitized also? How will that work? I'm already looking forward to the Western and Southern WEBN fireworks. If all goes well, then we can m- maybe socially distance along the Serpentine Wall. Maybe maybe over in Covington you can hang out or Newport, someplace in that area, and, and you can watch all those ducks drop in. Uh, we'll talk to Kurt Reiber about what the Free Store Food Bank does on, on a, a regular basis and uh, how they are dealing with things now and what the, the president talked about with uh, uh, dealing with agriculture is coughing up a whole bunch of money to uh, help the farmers and help those people in need and the growing numbers of those across not just our region, but the country. Uh, that's coming up at 935. Kevin Carr going to join us also, one of the fat guys, the movies.com. He's my partner and the other half. Don't get weird thoughts. It's a chubby and stick podcast we do together. We're not like married or anything. That that would be unusual since he's already married and whatever. Uh, so there is that. Uh, we'll talk to him about what's new at the movies and streaming. Well, there's nothing really new at the movies new. Nothing. Dust is collecting at theater. See, that's the thing about opening theaters soon. I like going to the theater. I like getting overpriced beverages and, and, and snacks and hanging out with friends that hopefully aren't talking too loudly so I can focus on what's on the big screen, but we got to wait and see ex- exactly how long that takes. And then there's the streaming thing. Now almost everything, it seems, is available that way. And there's just too much. It's overwhelming. There's too many options, too many choices. Uh, so we'll talk to him and, and hopefully narrow that down in about an hour and 20 minutes or so. Colonel Dean Smittle also going to join us after 11 o'clock. He's always a pleasure to talk to military analysts for 700 WLW. Uh, he's been in multiple branches of the military, one of which is the Navy. Uh, of course, he knows from aliens and some other stuff, too, which we it's always fun to talk to him about that stuff. Uh, but big thing in the news in the last couple of weeks is that Navy carrier Roosevelt, and you had a commander of that vessel who ended up uh, getting kicked to the curb as a result of uh, calling out an alarm to try to get something done to protect his sailors, those seamen, on that aircraft carrier. 
He ends up with COVID-19, uh, got a couple of hundred on that vessel now as he's out of a job, although now there's talk of maybe reinstatement because a lot of the misinformation that had come out there from whatever, wherever, I'm not quite sure how that works, was saying he had been uh, putting everybody in harm's way and doing all kinds of weird stuff that apparently wasn't accurate, but it was uh, expedient politically or something like that because it all flows downhill in that type of situation in the chain of command. It got ugly. And then the guy who kicked him to the curb who bad-mouthed him ends up quitting the job after he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to fly to the vessel out at sea to say, uh, he's a POS and we had to fire him. And then he quit because he realized that he was wrong. So we'll talk to Colonel Smittle about that after 11 o'clock because it gets deep. And the bottom line is we talk about supporting our military. We talk about taking care of our men and women in uniform here, there, and around planet Earth. And here's a situation where a whole lot of them are in a bad way. So Colonel Smittle will give us some insight into that. Now, I'd like to have a little bit of fun also. I know there's a lot going on, and it's like, well, how do you really have fun? Well, to be honest with you, and I usually am annoyed when people say that, because that means occasionally, does that mean normally you lie, but now that you've set aside this time to, let me be honest. Let me tell you the truth. It'd be nice if politicians did that. Uh, anyway, I digress. Well, I've been, uh, I've been craving uh, certain pieces. Not all the pizza that like Friday and Saturday are often pizza nights for me. As a kid growing up, it was that way. And as I grew up into a, like a pseudo adult, uh, well, I mean, because I'm told I act like a child from time to time, the women in my life. I share too much again. Sorry. Uh, so uh, this is normally a time where I might go, OK, uh, how about uh, two cities pizza up in Mason? Or maybe how about some low roses? Or maybe uh, how about uh, Samarians up in the Dayton area? Or maybe Rotolo's up in the Columbus area because I, I'm, I'm, I'm as, this is how much of an idiot it comes to pizza as I am. I will road trip a reasonable distance or maybe less than reasonable distance sometimes to get a nice pie. You know what I mean? And maybe some beverages. So what I'm wondering is this. All things being equal, open or not open. And, and, and here's the thing. There are so many pizza places, chains regionally. There's, of course, the national chains and everything else, but there's a whole lot of mom-and-pop stores that are out there. The people uh, maybe doing some delivery still. Maybe they're sort of shut down in that type of situation. What I'm curious is, if you could get any pizza right now that you wanted, what would it be? From where would it come? And if they're serving now, what you get? Okay, I think we can do this, and that's supporting some business in the area. And we can talk a, a little Blaze and Mason, so what Tater's saying. And Milano's, that's right, in Dayton. Milano's is always fantastic. they got tons of beer as well up there, and that's, that's tremendous. I love La Rosa's. Here's the thing. Uh, like, just saying it, I can taste the sauce, which is, which is just amazing. Um, I, I like Godfather's. It's a chain. There aren't a lot of them around. Uh, I want to, is it Springdale? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to, is it Springdale? I know there's a one up uh, in the Huber Heights area. There's only like five or six in the region, and I will drive far. And pay extra for a nice over, it's overweight because they stuff it full of goodness, pizza pie from Godfather's. So what I want to know is if you're eating pizza, what is it? From where does it come? If you could get any pizza that you want right here, right now, if the store is open, if the store is closed, and if you're making pizzas, delivering pizzas, because I know people listen while they're delivering food. What is it that you get and how do you like it? And I'm not going to judge you for getting like those little fish on there, those, uh, it's not sardines. What is it? Anchovies. I don't understand the anchovy. It's a weird thing to me. I feel weird about it even on a salad. But like sometimes as a garnish, people will put it on there. More for you. I don't like it. It's just one of those things personally.
I'm hungry just thinking about it. And if you're a pizza driver and if there's any leftovers, feel free to drop by here at the studios. Radio people are always hungry. Now, when you say leftovers, you don't mean like there's well, I don't mean like leftovers like, hey, piece. here's, you know, yeah. two pieces left. I'm talking like, oh, it's a mistake. Uh, here's a large pepperoni pizza. What Taylor What's doesn't tell you is when he was in high school, he would call and make the mistake and then follow up. Do you have any extras? Five bucks? How'd you know? I, well, because you're not alone. <laughs> 513-749-7800, the big one in pound, 718 at your Friday night Sterling. Later, Kurt Ryber talking free store food bank and uh, how they're helping those in the region uh, and uh, what the, the president's doing uh, to uh, help agriculture and how that may actually benefit those in need also uh, by way of the free store food bank and others. Kevin Carr going to join us at 1035. Colonel Dean Smittle after 11. Uh, lots to do. Your Friday, Sterling. I hope you're feeling fine. Uh, assuming an assured, clear distance, toweling off, washing. And, and uh, In fact, I'm going to wash my hands in a moment, but I was asking about the pizza. Pizza, uh, by choice, the one you got to have right now if you can get it. And if you're into, um, yeah, my yes, is good. Uh, it's good to John, 700 W in room for you. Did I say pound 700 AT&T, 800 843 2441? That's 800, the big one. Uh, at Sterling Radio on Twitter and 513 749 7000. John, it's your turn with Sterling on 700 WLW. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, Sterling. How you doing? I'm all right. Now, uh, see, I talked about the food. All the way driving in, all I'm doing is, and I'm eating like a protein bar on the way in. I'm like, man, a big pizza would be good right now and some cold beers. But instead, I'm doing this. So here we are. The pizza would be really good. But let me tell you something. I'm quite a pizza aficionado. I'm 60. I just turned 64. And I've been eating pizza in this region all my life. I know the Godfathers and all that. Yes. Wonderful pizzas are better than Italian oven. Oh, yeah. It's in the Norwood Xavier area, and I heard you mention anchovies, which I like. I ordered an anchovy pizza there one time, and the guy brought it out of me, and he's Italian. He said, I'm Italian, but he held it from arm's length, and he said, you ruined it. Okay? (laughs) He said, you ruined it. What I'm really calling you about. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So he made your pie to order, but he wanted you to know personally that he was offended because you clearly ruined the pie as it should be. That's the exactly. best. But I'm, I'm going to tell you the, the biggest kept secret. Nobody knows this. I tell everyone I meet. Yeah. I tell everyone I know. You're not going to believe where to get the best pizza. It's a bready pizza, but it's not doughy. Okay. And the, 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 the cheese is melting nice and greasy. And the, you got to get pepperoni. You got to look at it. Pick the big slice. It's a big slice. It's, it's a great purchase. Great for your dollar. You're not going to believe it. No one would go there. I tell people you got to go there. You got to go there at lunchtime. Where? Like 11 to where? 1. where? Where? You stop building it up. You're it, killing me. What's the place? You're not going to leave this. It's Mercy West Hospital. Wait a minute. I don't know if I want to go to the hospital unless I have no, to go no, to the no, hospital right now. Wait, wait a minute. What are you doing? You're going right to the lion's mouth and den. Oh, my God. What are you? Oh, so, well, yeah. Now now you are. But when this clears, when this clears. Okay. Because I'll tell you what. When this clears, get there. Get there at lunchtime. They do it every hospital day. Hospital pizza. Hospital pizza. Now, not. Are you on medication pizza. right now, John? No, I am not. Well, I'm doing Are you medicated pizza. right now? Yes or no? I made a martini. All right. I could use a few, three or four of those, yeah. But let me tell you what. Yeah, but let me tell you what. Yeah. I swear to you, Sterling, I'm not putting anybody wrong. When this all clears and you feel safe to go to the hospital, because I don't even know if they're doing the cafeteria right now, only one location for Mercy. I, I, I went to Jewish recently. My wife had a procedure. No, not there. That's just a little microwave frozen thing. Go to Mercy West Hospital. Okay. I, I'm writing it down. And That'll be on my list. I, I, I swear a, to you. I believe you, John. I believe you. It's just an odd thing to say. It's an odd thing oh, to it. think. And That's why nobody knows it. It's the best-kept secret 
in the area, I'm telling you. Right, well, see, now, now you, there's going to be all kinds of people. I, I can't wait till we can bust out. First of May, so is that true? I can go. I'll wear the hazmat suit and come. Just give me a fumigated pizza pie. I'm ready to go. John, thank you so much. Stay safe. Ray and Mark and Raphael coming up room for you. What's the pizza you got to have? If you can't get it now, once we're free to roam about the cabin and the big sandbox of life in this COVID-19 world in which we live, where do you go? What pizza do you get? Or are they delivering it now? Because not every place is open. Some people are. And if you're out there uh, delivering, uh, and if you're getting the pizza or any other food, tip well. Because uh, navigating these waters in this world as we know it is difficult. And driving quick enough to get it to you in a timely fashion may or may not get you a ticket when there's not that many people out there. I'm just saying, statistically speaking, uh, they got to drive slower now. It's easier with the flow of traffic when there's a lot of traffic and people are driving wild. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm just saying I normally am 10 and 2 and 55 saves lives. It's your Friday, Sterling, your chance to get interactive on the other side. Kevin Carr coming up uh, at uh, 1035. Kurt Reiber, 935. Quick break. More Sterling on the other side. 700 WLW. Nine first warning forecast tonight. Rain likely. Yeah, check. Seen it. Drift through it. Mainly uh, wrapping up after 11 o'clock or so. Uh, about 36 tonight, sunshine for your Saturday, 55, 40 tomorrow night, Sunday, 57. That's when I ba- I'm back in here following Kim Brew at noon on Sunday. And uh, the first of the week, a bit of sun closer to 60. And this would have been, if I'm not mistaken, the 19th game of Red Season 2020. And uh, they would be on the road in New York, in the Bronx, taking on the Yankees right about now. We'll see what happens down the line. I'm just saying. It's bumming me out a little bit. I mean, this has been a bit of a roller coaster for all of us when it comes to work and uh, worrying about business. And if you've got a business, and even if you work for somebody else, it's still your business because that's where your money comes from. A lot of layers to step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Do this and you got to deal with kids and everything else. And I, I was talking to my neighbor, they, they got to... Uh, a little girl uh, coming, a little baby, uh, I believe the end of June. So the, 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 I, mean, I can't even imagine the circumstance that that is with a little one, let alone one that's coming into this COVID-19 world in which we're living right now. It's a difficult scenario. So uh, in the midst of all that, I'm like, man, I, I got to break out of the house. I, 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 I could use some pizza. I'm, I'm having some issues. So I know I'm not the only one because then you're out with a dog and it's nice. I mean, relatively speaking, you know, it's just people from a distance. Not as many kids in the neighborhood out and about. That's the weird thing, too. You don't even see them in their backyards or hear them, which is creepy weird to me because uh, it, it's, it's uh, really bizarrely uh, silence. Uh, we were talking about uh, good pizzas, uh, pizza that you want now, pizza that you got. I was at Mios or Mayos, depending on how you want it, Mios, yeah, uh, here in town. So that, that's kind of good. Tater knows all the pizza spots. I, I've got a few on my phone. I, so I do like the rotation of where's the good pizza. Doug, 700 WLW with Sterling. We'll get to everybody else holding here quickly, too, before the, the 930 report. How you doing, Doug? 
Good. How are you? I think I'm well. Thank you. All right. So um, I've got one in Dayton for you on Airway Road. Okay. Oh, Joe's. Yeah. Yeah, I know that place. I went to Wright State, so we, we spent a lot of time yeah. drinking beer and eating that pizza. Yep, just a dive, but they got great pizza. It's fantastic. Nice in the neighborhood spot. That's fantastic, Doug. Thank you. And uh, Dave Keaton and I actually met up there. It's been a while. We talked for a while. It's like, when can we do it again? And I don't think we're. I don't think we're allowed now. I think they do carry out. You just want to sit there. You can sit out front in the parking lot at a distance. I heard Lance talking about that with his daughter. Like all all the friends went to like uh, was it Wendy's? I think is what he said. Then they all went to a lot and did a big circle around and and, and hang. That's where we're at now. Like my neighbors down the way had the big uh, the big grill out. They do the smoking. They had ribs going. My dog goes to the end of the fence. It's, a, it's the most amazing thing. He just stands at the fence with his head up, sniffing. I'm like, what you got? And then I get a whiff. I'm like, he's no fool. He knows. He knew how to find me in a house. And then now he's like, there's ribs three doors down. Let's go. Bridgetown Ray, 700 WLW with Sterling. Appreciate you holding. Hey. Hey, Sterling. Glad to, glad to hear, hear you on the radio. Good to be heard by you and talk to you too, Ray. What you got when it comes to pizza pie? Uh... This is probably an extinct pizza place. My wife and I married in 1968, lived in L.A. Uh, there was a place called Shakey's Pizza. I it, may have, yeah, it may have been a chain. I don't know. Uh, so I know Shake's the Clown, but I think that was a Bobcat Gofweight uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, was, yeah, 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 different thing altogether. I, I, and somehow Shake's Pizza, though, sounds familiar. So it was Shakey's. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if that's just me thinking about Bobcat or if that... But either way, it's good. And that was the Los Angeles area? Yeah, it was in the Los Angeles area. Where's, where's, Tracy, a, where's, where's, where's Tracy Jones? He probably knows. He's an L.A. Uh, kid. He would definitely know. Yeah. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Well, that, that's a good thing. You doing okay? You feeling fine? Oh, yeah, we're good. Okay. Well, hopefully we can get out and break out together, too. Anything else before I let you go? Because I, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. They had a piano, and they had 88 bottles of all different sizes representing the keys 88 you know keys on a piano sure and when the guy played the piano these long arms instead of thumping inside the piano would hit these bottles okay that's kind of cool it was it was really cool that's pretty nice well ray take care of yourself i appreciate the call 930 report straight away duff and mark and others coming up kurt reiber from the free store food bank going to join us we'll find out how stuff's going for them and uh, how you may if you're in need uh get a little help or maybe how you can contribute and uh, what the news is about the federal government helping uh, at this point with agricultural stuff uh, money to farmers and food coming to people in need that on the other side of your 930 report matt reese has that then more sterling on 700 wlw Sterling hanging out fine Friday night, 700 WLW. Hope you're doing okay. Later, Kevin Carr going to join us. We'll see what's uh, streaming. It's worth our time. There are like bazillions of titles. Uh, look, they're in, a, in every service that you happen to have, they're all like, yeah, this is recommended for you. This is recommended for you. And a lot of it is not good. And then I, and, and it doesn't look good at all. And then I'm like, have I watched a lot of not good stuff that now it says, here's, here's some more crap? You, you probably like this. I don't know. It's too much. It's too much. And then I keep adding things, and people send me things. Hey, check this out. Check that out. And then I'm like, I can't keep up with what I've already added to the list, and that was before all this crap happened. Holy crap. It's too much going on. A guy who knows from too much going on and helping those in need uh, and knows from food, and my guess is probably some good pizza, is Kurt Reiber from the Free Store Food Bank. Welcome back to 700 WLW. How you doing? Hey, Sterling. I'm doing great. Uh, it was a wonderful week. Uh, so much care from this community. i tell you, uh, you know, it's just great to be alive. Uh, so I know Sam Hubbard and the Bengals did that matching that we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, how did that turn out uh, uh, overall? That, 
that was astounding. I mean, it was, uh, it was matched almost dollar for dollar within an hour. And then, you know, then they redid another one. And then the Bengals came in and matched that. And then, and then Carlos Dunlop got involved. And, and we've had so, just an outpouring of support of this community. Sterling, it's just been, uh, wonderful to see. We've got a virtual food drive going on right now that's being matched, uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars by David Taylor and his wife Marsha. Nice. Uh, and it's just, it, I mean, the, you know, we've shared the news. We, we show the people what we're doing. Uh, they embrace what we're doing. We know, they know we're going to be good stewards of the resources that we're getting in. Uh, but we're feeding people. And that's what's just so incredible is being able to feed the families that are struggling right now. It's a, it's a growing problem, and it has been even through what has been a tremendous growth period for this nation going back really what started to turn the corner about 2010, I guess, and has just been chugging along and, and uh, rolling until this COVID-19 scenario. What are the numbers like for people who have reached out to you or other food banks? Because you, as a free store food bank, Kurt, work with all kinds of different organizations in the region. We do. We, we have we – have- uh, we, we, we're blessed to be in the tri-state area. So we, we work with 12 food banks in the state of Ohio, 11 food banks in the state of Indiana, and seven food banks in the state of Kentucky. But what we're seeing in the 20 counties served by the Free Store Food Bank is that we have 500, about five, a little over 500 pantry partners that are out there in those communities. And only about 10% of them have shut their operations down because they're trying to keep their families safe, keep their volunteers safe because they're in that at that 65 and older uh, age group. But what we're seeing is last month alone, now we've been doing this for a month now, we distributed just a hair under a million pounds of food to families through that 20-county service area, and that's, that's compared to maybe you know, 300,000 pounds of food that we normally would do. So they're more than tripling what's needed. Yeah. That has been yeah. previously I mean, the need. And, and the other thing, too, is that because of the support that we've been able to receive from this this great country, this community here, we have – I have issued orders to purchase food that is five times what we would normally buy. Uh, we, we've, we've placed two orders, uh, one a week and a half ago and one this just this week, for a million and a half dollars each, and normally during that same time, we would the, the amount of food that we would order would be six hundred thousand dollars worth of food. That's a, and we, an incremental and, change. And, and we've we've ordered three million dollars worth of food, but we've done that because this community has supported us and has really rallied around us, and are basically saying that we need to feed our families, we need to feed our neighbors. It's neighbors helping neighbors, Sterling, and that's what you know. I, I keep on saying. Everybody says, "Well, when are we going to get back to normal?" We're going to get back to normal, but normal is going to be better than what it was before because we've got a caring community. We have a community that is reaching out and trying to help each other. You know, we have a, we have, we're going to see about a, a thousand families tomorrow at Generations Church down in uh, northern Kentucky. Next week, we're going to have eight different food distributions in addition to what we're doing at our Liberty Street Market in over the Rhine. That's open from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock every day, and we're seeing about 350 families come in for food when normally we see about 250 families. Wow. And that's really something that because, you know, and i, I got to give a shout-out to my team. I mean, we've got 125 amazing team members on the front line of hunger each and every day. They come in here. They get the work done. They treat our families with dignity and respect, 
And then we have some folks that are working remotely because we're trying to keep them safe as well. But that's our benefit enrollment team, and they're going out there and they're uh, helping folks that get signed up that have never been signed up on, on SNAP benefits, get them signed up on Medicaid benefits. And, and, and the leader of our team on, on that group, Ryan Lucky, came to me and says, Kurt, he goes, we can help folks sign up for unemployment benefits as well. So we started doing that as well. And that's just the, the can-do attitude that our team brings to this table, and that's what is so invigorating and so you know, rewarding when you see folks that have a passion for the families we're serving and this community that has rallied around us. Uh, Kurt Reiber is the, the head man in charge of the Free Store Food Bank here in town, and as he said, it works with a bunch of different uh, food banks in the region helping out, and the incremental need uh, just jumped uh, tremendously in the last month or so. You mentioned something interesting, which is helping uh, basically connect people with the resources that are there when, when the need exists, whether it's Medicaid, uh, whether that's uh, issues of uh, other things, too, going along with that unemployment and what have you, which we, we've seen a massive spike in all over the country. Uh, I, I'm curious, because today the, the Department of Agriculture, uh, there was an announcement that what they're going to do is do uh, food buys with a lot of farmers, uh, and then they're going to disperse that food to food banks. Have you heard how that's going to be? Have they consulted with you, or, or what well, do you they, know of this circumstance now? Yeah, what they've done is, and this is what we do on a, on a nationwide basis, we're part of the Feeding America Network. There are 200 food banks that serve all of the U.S. And through Feeding America, we work with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to get the food items from farmers because you've seen the news about people plowing down their fields and things like that and things and, and vegetables not being picked. Well, what we're doing now is we're providing those farmers with a market for their second seconds, their, their, the ugly fruit, if you will, the ugly produce, uh, but since they can't, they can't sell it in the market, we're able to get it from them at a very reduced cost, which then can be passed along to the families that are in need because that becomes a win-win situation. We've been doing that in Ohio for a number of years now. Uh, the state of Ohio supports the 12 food banks through what we call the Ohio Egg Clearance Program. So what we do there is we go out and we buy food such as you know produce, fruits, vegetables, and also some protein products from Ohio farmers, and it goes directly to Ohio families. And we're doing the same thing in Kentucky with the Farm to Food Bank program. So we're trying to make a difference in those families' lives, but we're also trying to support the local economy by supporting the, <clears throat> excuse me, by supporting those farmers that are really making a difference for their families as well. And that way, it's a win-win situation for everybody. What you do in, in, in normal times is just amazing. You, you need some water, a lozenger, all right, do we need to get yeah, a I'm good, I'm good. Uh, all I'm right, good. All right, I'm, good. I'm just checking. Uh, yep. it, 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 Chip says he's on, on standby, so he'll be over and he'll be able to help too, so that, that's a good thing. Um, navigating the bureaucracy, and, and, I mean, it's easy to trip through the wires on an everyday basis, what's there and available for people who are in need, whether it's a small business, whether it's individual, it's a family or whatever. And there's also a, a stigma that people have had, which is, I don't want help. I don't need help. I'm not going to ask for help. And, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, this is not somebody being irresponsible or anything else. This is a, a, a global pandemic situation, which has thrust a whole lot of people into a fragility situation when it comes to uh, their uh, employment, uh, their business, uh, the roof over their head, and uh, feeding themselves and their children. 
children. So what can you say to anybody who is in that situation where they've never needed help, they're, they're not comfortable doing it, and how do you relate to them access through the Free Store Food Bank, Kurt Reimer? Well, what we do there, Sterling, is very important. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because we try to treat everybody that comes into our door with the dignity and respect that they deserve. And we let them know that they are, that they are part of a, a, you know, a huge population that's out there. One in seven of our neighbors were suffering from food insecurity before this pandemic hit. And now we're seeing a 35 to 40% increase in those numbers because of the people that have had their businesses closed or had layoffs or furloughs. And it's no fault of their own. Now, we know there's a lot of folks that live paycheck to paycheck, and that's a challenge, and, that, and those are some of the families that we serve on a regular basis. But the families that we're seeing now are not only those same families, but we have a new set of families that are coming out there and saying, I've never thought that I had to be here. In fact, I overheard a father and daughter that would, had come into our Over the Rhine Customer Connection Center this week, and they must have volunteered with us before because the little girl asked her dad, Dad, are we here to volunteer? And what her dad said was just amazing. Her dad said, no, honey, we've been making some deposits in the Free Store Food Bank over the years in our time, our talent, and our treasures. That's what we're doing today. What we're doing today is we're making a withdrawal. And that's what the Free Store is here for. There are so many caring families that have supported us over the years, and now we're here to pay them back, to give them that dignity and respect they deserve to make a difference in their lives because everybody needs to eat. We talk about food, connection, and hope. The food allows us to have that conversation, Sterling. It allows us to find out what's going on in their lives and how we can help them try and stabilize their lives. As I said before, we're not going to food bank our way out of the situation. That's why those government benefits, the SNAP benefits, the food stamps are so critical. If you think of 10 meals that a family receives, nine out of those 10 meals can be attributed to SNAP benefits. Only one out of those 10 meals can be attributed to the food banks like Free Store Food Bank. So that's why we want to get people back into the grocery stores with their SNAP benefits. And we're right now advocating for an extension of those SNAP benefits so they can get basically more dollars out there into the economy, and that's going to spur on a lot of great business as well. That's good so we know that way. Yeah. It, it, it works for everybody because we get more people employed at Kroger, at Walmart, at you know, Meyer, and then we get people spending their money. You know, I, I got a call from somebody today, and they said they had just gotten their stimulus check, and she said that she was signing that entire stimulus check over to the Free Store Food Bank. Wow. Because she said I didn't need, she didn't need it, and she wanted to do something with it that made a difference. 
That's a wonderful thing somebody would do that. Because, I mean, not everybody does need that money right now, and a lot of other people do. So that, that's tremendous news. You can always find out more. It's always there if you're out there in cyberspace, which even my mom is, so I know everybody is, uh, pretty much. Freestorefoodbank.org. Kurt Ryber, thank you so much for what you do and your time. And, and uh, anytime you need something, as always, you know, the door is open for you to come take the air. And we do a lot of things with you over the year. We look forward. Hopefully everything will be closer to normal still. Uh, in time for the Western and Southern WEBN fireworks and seeing all those uh, ducks that are, are. Are you storing those ducks with a shirt clear distance from themselves? We, we are. We're, we're, we're socially distancing the ducks. So <laughs> they're, they're making sure that they don't have any uh, problems as they get swimming down the Ohio River. But, uh, yeah, Sterling, thank you for what you guys do for us. Uh, you help us you know, spread the word uh, and let people know how they can get the help they need. Uh, there's no shame in, in needing help, and it's certainly a good thing to give, too. And, and just like uh, those people you talked to earlier said, that gentleman said, you know what, sometimes you take a withdrawal after you've made those deposits. So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, in one way or another. Kurt Ryber, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care, and again, find out more either at Freestore, that's the freestorefoodbank.org if you're online. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you again soon, Kurt. Take care, Sterling. All right, talk Thank to you. you. All right. Uh, quick break. Come back. Uh, Jim and Duff and others coming up. More pizza stuff. Kevin Carr, later Colonel Dean Smittle. Lots to do on your Friday. Hope you're feeling fine. 700 WLW. Sterling, a couple minutes away from your 10 o'clock report. Is that when the changeover happens? Is it still Matt Reeves? I think it's still Matt. We'll find out. It's two rooms away, then down a hall. I don't know. One awarding uh, news, uh, award-winning newscaster, another it's like a it's like a tag-in, tag-out wrestling match or something. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, tomorrow, let me just mention this. Good talking to Kurt Ryber, by the way, from the Free Store Food Bank. Uh, Sunday, not tomorrow. Excuse me. I'm used to working the Saturday and Friday, but I'm doing uh, Fridays and Sundays. Um, we will talk to Dr. Stephen Burdett again. He's an infectious disease expert. He uh, does stuff for uh, Premier Health, Atrium Medical Center, which has been around over 100 years in Middletown, serving a whole lot of people uh, dealing with COVID-19 stuff. So we'll talk to him on Sunday. Also, uh, Jim Heimerl uh, from the Ohio Pork Producers Association. I, I like talking farm stuff uh, once in a while. Because um, I like to eat, and that's where the food comes from. And I have friends who are in farming, and I've lived out in the sticks or the boonies or the country. Call it whatever you want. And, and uh, that smell when you're driving out there, maybe because you got nothing else going on right now. You're like, what is that? And, and th- this is what you'll you'll go, man, that stinks. And they'll go, no, that's the smell of money. Uh, and, uh, and I understand that. And it tastes good when it's cooked. Uh, so that that's a beautiful deal. We'll talk to him uh, about uh, what the circumstance is uh, with our current uh, agricultural deal. That money that just uh, was talked about from we did with Kurt about buying uh, and uh, getting rid of some food uh, that needs to be placed someplace and what that means for prices with some of those processing plants. Uh, and uh, I mean, we're like the mid-Atlantic, even though a lot of people like to call us the, the Midwest, but the true Midwest of the country uh, dealing with a lot of those uh, processing plants that have been shut down because so many of their workers are affected by COVID-19. They got to clean it and they got to get these people healthy or find new people in there. So what does that mean for us going to Kroger or Meyer or wherever it is that you get your food when it comes to getting some chops or some steak or maybe some chicken or again with the food and I'm hungry and. We've been talking pizza stuff, too, so let's get a couple of these. Here, here let me just sort of reset this in, in brief order, give everybody about 35, 40 seconds here. I was wondering about, like, a pizza, because Friday's pizza night for me growing up, it, since I was a hatchling, it was pizza at the House of Sterling. And when I wasn't doing this show, it'd be pizza. And then oftentimes it might be on the way home, I'll still grab a pizza depending on what it is. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, a favorite pizza. And there's a whole lot of spots that are open doing a takeaway or takeout and a whole lot of spots uh, that are open for delivery at this point. Uh, somebody just actually messaged me, and I've not even heard of this place, called Chameleon. 
and said it's amazing. I did a search, and it's got like a 4.4 out of 5 ratings and like 400. So now uh, that's another one added to my list. So a good pizza. What do you eat? What do you have? How's it going, Jim? 700-WLW. Then we can try to get to Ben and Duff and Dick before the news. Quickly, Jim, what you got? Hey, Sterling, how you doing? I'm well, thank hey, you. Um, anybody in my age in their 50s or late 40s will remember, do you know where the Grater's Ice Cream is in, uh, in uh, Springdale? I think I do, actually. I know where I'm most of the Grater's are because I'm weak. Anyway, yes. that, building, that building used to be Barnaby's Pizza. Really? And it was the best in the world. I mean, it was it was really original. That the crust would sit in the pan. It would sit. They put it on uh, on cornmeal that would sit in the pan, so it was like dusted on the bottom of cornmeal. Sure. And they would actually they would actually use breakfast sausage, not Italian sausage. It gives it a and different flavor. It, and it was called Barnaby's. Loaded with cheese, and it was just the best. Right. Man, it was so good. Jim, that sounds great. Now, see, I'm in search of like Leonard Nimoy for a pizza that doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if that's good or bad. That, that that's killing me. Duff, quickly, seven hundred WLW. What you got? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I, I'm a veteran and traveled the world, and the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Is still from my hometown of Hamilton. It's Chester's Pizza on Chester's. Route 4. I've had that, yeah. Absolutely the best. I've had people, I went home with them on leave, and they swore they had the best pizza. And once they came to my town, they agreed that Chester's was the best. Well, there you go. So that, and that's another one. That might be a tomorrow kind of thing for me. Duff, thank you very much. So Chester's added to the list, too. More pizza stuff in a bit. On the other side, your 10 o'clock report, there's more to do. Colonel Dean Smittle. Talk on that aircraft carrier Roosevelt, uh, and uh, the uh, guy who was commanding officer of that boat, a big vessel, uh, was uh, kicked to the curb, and what that means uh, for that crew. And they're now they're talking about maybe bringing him back and issues of infection. Uh, Colonel Dean Smittle knows uh, about Navy stuff and military stuff. That's why he's our analyst. So we'll talk to him at 11 o'clock. Kevin Carr at 10:35, and uh, time for news now uh, with Sterling, home of the Reds. When they get back to it sooner than later, I hope it's 700 WLW Cincinnati. How you doing? You all right? No cough. No isolate. Well, maybe a little isolation. Are you tired of being locked down? Are you ready to bust out? The president yesterday said he was going to leave it up to the governors, which he kind of did today, but then he also said that he was all about uh, th- these people in the protest deliberate in, in uh, Minnesota, in, in uh, Michigan, and in, in Virginia. So it, it's a little double talk there. Was it yesterday I heard with Bashir uh, in the press conference as well as Governor DeWine? You had the people in the background that were protesting and stuff. And I'm thinking, how close are they to each other? I mean, I, I've never been one to, like, been motivated to protest anything. And, and, uh, and I'm tired of being locked down and everything, too. But I, I, uh, I like science and doctors and stuff. I don't know that I need to go protest out li- outside, like, the state capitol, you know, uh, or any- in Kentucky or Ohio. Be like, yeah, hey, let us go. I would like to know how many of those people end up like a sick, you know. I hope nobody. But, I mean, that's kind of scary, though. I mean, it just is. I mean, we're ready and everything. And it got me to something. A buddy of mine texted me. He says, what's the most ridiculous thing you've done to pass time during this whole quarantine, lockdown, sort of stay-at-home order deal? And, I, and I, I, uh, I'm thinking about it, and, and I don't know that I've done anything more ridiculous or stupid or silly than I normally have. Um, what's weird is that when I, I, there's just not that many people out, period. So I'm going to ask you, because I, I don't know if I've done anything any more ridiculous than normal. What is the silliest thing you've done to pass time? Because I work from home a lot, most of the time. I break out. I mean, th- I'll tell you how my life is now. 
before COVID-19. I'd be excited, like, hey, I'm going to uh, go to the bank. Woo! Uh, you'd bust out and you, you go to the post office, or I would, you know, I'd be like, hey, it's a post office day, got to ship some stuff. Oh, I got to pick something up. It was like, all right, I'm breaking out. Because uh, working at home, that's what you look forward to. And, and uh, now everyone seems to, or a vast uh, majority of people working from home, or maybe they don't have any work in your home. And, and, and there's a couple an- angles here. One, you find out that you don't really need to be doing the time at work on the job that you need to to get the stuff done. Your employers, or if you're an employer, you may have already noticed that too. Productivity goes up oftentimes when people work from home. Uh, they end up and take extra days and so forth. So I'm just wondering, in the midst of all this, what have you done? Anything fun? I, I've had friends that have been telling me they've been playing poker online more. Uh, in one way or another, I guess inviting other people to be a part of it. I had some others wanting me to be on this Zoom conference. I don't trust the Zoom thing because of the security deal. Not that I'm doing anything shady. I just, I, I uh, uh, I, I just don't. And as people I'm not even fr- all that friendly with that I keep getting like, hey, you going to join the thing? I'm like, no, not with you. I mean, I, I need to like know who I'm like. Maybe Tater I would, right? I mean, sure. I mean, uh, if Willie said, hey, Sterling, you want to Zoom with me? I'd probably go, yeah, Willie, I'll, I'll Zoom with you, baby. No problem. If Sloaney did, I'd be like, yeah, bro, okay, cool. Uh, Gary Jeff, I'd be like, yeah, man, I, I can do that. You know, we, we can get together and Zoom. But I mean, like some odd, like people that are like not even like close that are just like, Hey, we're going to be on there. And I'm like, well, why are you telling me? I, I, I don't under, what, I, I don't, if I'm not normally talking and hanging out, why do I need to talk and hang out now virtually? I mean, I get, am I the only one? Is that, is that a bad attitude to have? 513 749 7800, the big one, and pound 700 on AT&T, your chance to get interactive. Uh, here also, I've been talking about pizza stuff and, and good grub. Uh, Friday's pizza night for a lot of people, a lot of uh, delivery, a lot of takeout or pickup kind of stuff, since not a lot of people going to sit in. I'm wondering what that pizza is to you. And uh, something else was Zoom, and I, I don't know anything about this. Apparently, Zoom is now using uh, some artificial intelligence, so-called machine. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Machine learning, where they can somehow find because people apparently are having um, sex parties virtually. I don't, I'm, that's what it says here. I printed this. because, And I don't know what that means. Is that a virtual sex party means that you are by yourself or it's like you and whoever's in the house and then somebody else zooms in with you and then it's a, I don't necessarily even want to know. But apparently they're frowning on the nudity thing so it will learn to detect it. I don't know if that means then it lets you know, hey, it's a naked thing you're getting involved in or if it means it'll shut it down when it sings nudity. And then what happens if somebody wears something that almost matches their skin tone and it assumes or thinks that you're naked and then it just locks you out if that's what happens? I mean, I'm always looking at worst case scenarios, probably because I'm Schlepprock. I don't know. To Edgewood Blake, I appreciate you holding here with Sterling, 700 WLW. Hey. Hey, Sterling, how are you? I'm okay, I think. Has anybody tried to Zoom with you and get naked? I, I mean, I hope not. I mean, unless you no, want that. I mean, it's your business. I don't want to get involved, you know. Well, not that, but me and some friends, we have done, uh, there's an app called House Party. Um, and so we'll do some, we'll do a happy hour on there, and you can play trivia. So that's kind of cool. And not, you not, be able to see friends. And... 
Yeah, that, that actually yeah. sounds pretty, not the naked part. Do you mean just like you have some drinks and socialize and do trivia, or do you mean naked trivia? I don't know, Blake. That got really weird all of a sudden. No, no, we keep our clothes on. Okay, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it if you do get naked. I mean, I just, I mean, at this point, I, I could be naked. I'm not. I'm, I don't, I don't. That's not why you called. This has gotten really weird, and I apologize, Blake. Uh, what do you know about oh, pizza? Good. Do you have something good? Yes. So I, for the past three years, um, I've been working at a place called Camparoso in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, we're authentic wood fire pizza, um, and the owners, uh, Eric and Amy Redfield, are. Some of the most selfless people I've ever worked for. Um, they are giving back to the community in lots of different ways. Uh, you can go to Camparosa.com and find a way to help the community. They are matching. Um, if, you, if you come in there and purchase a meal or two meals, they're matching anything that um, anybody purchases. And they're getting them to the first responders and the essential um workers that are out there well, that's and awesome they've yeah. also and they've also been doing profit sharing with the you know employees and i mean just really good people Taking and i'll tell you, you what i'm not saying it because i work there it is hands down some of the best pizza i've ever had and everybody says the same thing and uh it's just ruined i can't go to a chain anymore because it's just the quality is yeah, sometimes so far gone it just, just depends yeah that, that sounds good I, I look forward to that so and again the name of the what's the website again it's uh, www.camparoso.com. Camparoso. Okay, cool. Well, I'll check that out. Thank you very much. I, I'm hungry, Blake. Now, see, that, that's what the problem is. You talk about that, then all of a sudden I'm, like, hungry. And now I want – I can't have that many pizzas. I, I, I would uh, I would expand. I would be big. Then I'd be stuck in this room. And then that then would be, like, the 3,000-pound talk show host. And, and then they would have to, like, uh, pry me – they wouldn't let me get that big that fast. Somebody kick me out. I mean, Dave would because he's got ATN next. And then Gary Jeff in the morning. I could probably sleep over in the corner or something like that. Maybe. Uh, it's tough to say. Hey, uh, Ben, what's going on? You're with Sterling, 700WLW. Hey, Sterling, excellent topic. So uh, you're going to love this story. Um, I live in Milford um, uh, right now, but I, I grew up in Ironton, Ohio, a little south of Portsmouth. Yeah. And I grew up on Giovanni's Pizza, and they just actually opened one out in Mount Orb. But um, what's so great about this is the the location in Ironton has a 28-inch pizza, and it, it it's in a box that's that's it's more than 30 inches wide. And last time I was there, I mean, I watched people struggle to get through the door to leave the place with their pizza. <laughs> uh, they'll even send their their kid out to the car to lower the seats down so they can sit the pizzas in the car. Um, <laughs> but, Tie the kids to the top or Velcro or something, right? <laughs> but the pizza, it's it's one of those pizzas that's almost even better the next day. One of them deals where... Oh, that's always uh, the case, yes. uh, Oh, yeah. It's just, I don't know what they do to the thing, but it, it, it's from heaven. But they open one out in Mount Orem, and I've made the trip more than once uh, from Milford to Mount Orem to get to get a pizza. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. No, that sounds good. And, and the name of that again? Giovanni. Giovanni's. Okay, good, good. Uh, that, mm-hmm. I don't know if I need that Mac Daddy king size pizza, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could. Here's the problem. See, if I have it, this is what I found with snacks and stocking up of this COVID thing. Is if I, and I bought stuff I wouldn't normally eat, which was the problem. So then, mm-hmm. then I eat it all. So if I get like, if I have a pizza that's that big, I will find a way to consume that pizza. I, think. Uh, I yes, I've uh, yeah, I, I have the same issue here. You know, you buy the pizza. Yeah, I don't buy the twenty-eight inch because I'm like you. I'd find a way to scarf that down, and you know, I don't need that. But it's uh, 
Yeah, you have to give it a try. It's really, really good well, stuff. Sounds like it's worth the road trip. Ben, thanks very much. I appreciate you listening. Quick break, come back. It'll be Dick and uh, room for others. Uh, your chance to get interactive. Kevin Carr going to join us after the 1030 report. We'll talk a, a little bit on uh, what's new and worth streaming and anything else that's in his head. We do the Chubby and Stick podcast together. You can find wherever you do podcasts and, of course, the iHeartRadio app. Hang out. More Sterling on the other side. And if you want, I mean, we can still probably go until 1030 or I guess a little bit on this uh, with pizza. I'm just wondering, if Friday night's pizza night for a lot of people. Are you still doing the Friday night pizza night? If so, what pizza do you get? How do, how do you get it? What do you want? And, and uh, are, are they uh, showing you the love delivering or do you do the pickup? My thing is I don't always want to wait for the delivery, so I, I want to do the pickup because by the time I know that I want pizza, then I really am ready to eat pizza. And then they want to, even in the good time, be like, oh, 30, 45 minutes. And I'm like, 15 minutes for pickup. I'll be there in 12. And then that gives me a time maybe if I have any beer or something, I, I get a little of that too. I'm not saying I have to have beer and pizza together, but it, it sure is nice. 700 WLW, Sterling hanging out, your night first morning forecast. Rain likely tonight, pretty much wrapping up uh, by 11 or so. Can't tell it's dark out there right now. It was raining pretty good earlier. Uh, down to about 36 tomorrow. Uh, sun breaks out again. It'll be nice to see the sun uh, for a while. High of 55, 40 tomorrow night, close to 60. Sunday, mostly cloudy. And sun back come Monday, close to 60 again. Right now, 43, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. Later, uh, Colonel Dean Smittle, he's the military analyst for 700 WLW. He'll join us, give us some insight into uh, Navy issues. And that uh, carrier Roosevelt, who has issues with uh, the COVID-19 and, of course, the commanding officer who was booted and then the guy who booted him then quit and apologized for the manner in which he treated him and spoke to him after he had gone out to sea to uh, meet that vessel uh, in the midst of all that. So we'll get uh, Colonel Dean Smittle's take on that after the 11 o'clock report. Kevin Carr, in just about 10 minutes following your uh, 1030 report, uh, talking on uh, what's worth streaming at the movies and some other things to go along with that. In the meantime, uh, a, a number of things going on. We're talking about pizza stuff for a while. Uh, and this may be something a little bit later, too, but it kind of goes along with it. The issue of uh, comfort food stuff. And, and right now, um, I'm all about the, the comfort food. And I think maybe I always am uh, at any given time. But most people, it's just about that. It, it's comfort. Like you picture that Sunday evening dinner with the family or that Friday night pizza or even a popcorn, to be honest with you. And I haven't done it yet, but I may have to. Uh, I remember being little, and it always made me feel good. We'd have the Jiffy Pop. I've talked about this before, and I think they still make it anyway. You get on the stove, and, and my mom would let me with a stool when I was tall enough get up there, and I could use that on the burner, and th- that thing swells up like a an infected oil gland. I know they probably don't want me talking about it that way, but I'm, I'm not working for Jiffy Pop right now. And, it, and the popcorn burst up out of there. Then you rip that thing open, and, and then it's uh, popcorn, and th- that is a, a good thing. Uh, as we were talking about pizza and some other stuff. So I'm wondering what your uh, your your comfort food is in the midst of all this while quarantined or locked down or under house arrest or whatever else it is that you want to call it at this particular point in time. Let's get to as many of these calls as we can. Uh, to Fort Mitchell and Rob, then we'll go to Dayton, talk to Dick, Big Al, and room for you. 749-7800, the big one in pound, 700 on uh, your AT&T. Rob, I appreciate you holding. What's going on? How you doing, Sterling? I'm well, thank you, sir. How you feeling? I'm hanging with them, my friend. Good. I am just getting off of uh, a shift delivering pizzas, believe it or not. I actually uh, opened, uh, put my life savings into opening a small business here in the Tri-State, actually out of Milford, mm-hmm. although I live in Fort Mitchell. And uh, my partner and I put our life savings into this, and we opened the beginning of March. Oh, man. And that's some perfect timing, right? 
But, buddy, you, you couldn't predict. I mean, I guess maybe some people could, but we weren't that bright. So, unfortunately, we were forced to shut down 72 hours after we opened. Oh, you're kidding. Um, nope. And so what happens? I mean, you've got real estate. Either you bought or leased, and you've got all correct. that equipment, and you've, you've got all – what happens to somebody that quickly after going into a business? Because I, I don't – that's unusual, obviously. Well, it, it, it was a perfect storm for us. So, unfortunately, we have – Technology we can't use. We have, you know, inventory and um, um, different items we obviously can't sell um, right now because we're deemed not essential. Um, so we're just on the standby mode. As far as any stimulus help or anything like that, we thought we would be okay. And all the stipulations um, from the government basically said that you had to be in business prior to February 15th. Mm. And unfortunately for us, we opened... Um, and on March 1st, so, bad luck March. Timing, yeah. so yeah, it's pretty bad luck timing. So ironically, um, while we're waiting to hopefully get through this mess as everybody else is, we are, um, trying to find other things to do. And I, I I'm 43 years old and I'm delivering pizzas. Okay. So you're delivering so other that, people's pizza rather than your pizza now, but at least it's still, it's money. So that, that's a good Oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's something. I, I'm not in the pizza business. That's not what we do. Um, we're in a completely different market. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it, it's just, the point was, I heard, I just happened to be hearing that I'm literally carrying home the pizza from work because I just got off. How busy has it been doing that pizza, pizza stuff? I mean, a lot of that, I mean, a lot of other people thinking like I do, even now, I'm guessing, or more or less from what you've heard from the store where you work. Well, here's what I can say. As far as the, I apologize if I missed your question there, but as far as like the Friday night pizza that we're talking about, I yeah. missed what you said. Yeah, yeah. I was just asking: is it busier than normal for the store on a Friday night now in the midst of this, or about the same? What have they told you? Well, I can tell you it is a mad, you know what show? Now it is busy, busy, busy every Friday, and it's getting more and more as. I think people are receiving some, you know, compensation and some help from, sure. from their, for their situations. But I can tell you today we were running, you know, easily a couple hour delivery times. Um, are people and, tipping you, know, you and showing you love in the midst of you going out there in, in this uh, current environment? I'm guessing, hopefully. What, what was that? I'm sorry? Are, they, are they tipping you well in the midst of delivering in, in this environment? You know, most seem to be doing um, that. I would say, you know, maybe slightly by others. But there's a lot of people I think that just don't have it, um, given the current circumstances. So, so you know, you know, being stiff, as they say, is actually more common than than you think. So that's a bummer. I always kind of look at that. I mean, if I if I'm going to have the money to go deliver, and I'm not judging, but I mean, that's just always the way I looked at it. If I'm going to plop down ten, fifteen, twenty bucks, whatever it is for a pie or two, you know. And you're going to deliver it rather than me pick. Even if I pick it up, I, I throw a couple bucks down just out of the courtesy of you guys packaging it up and getting it ready for me, especially now because there's more effort to that to keep everybody safe. Right. And that, that, I'm not that, hating that on people for not tipping, but I'm hating on people for not tipping. How about that? Even if you won't complain about it, I'm going to complain for you, Rob. Well, no, now, listen, I will say that there have been, you know, I've only been doing this for the last few weeks because I had no choice. I had to find something to do. Yeah. Um, yes, I cannot be There's no shame in taking that work. That's good, honest work right there. Let me tell you, that's good, honest work. Rob, I, I hate to, to cut you off, but I enjoyed the conversation. Good luck to you with the business in standby mode, and hopefully some people show you love as they should when you do uh, the delivery uh, for that pizza pie. Take care of yourself. I'm late for news. I'm sorry. Uh, Sean Gallagher has that. I've seen him. So he's checked in. He'll give you your 1030 report. I owe you a minute. On the other side, Kevin Carr joins me. We'll talk on, uh, well, Chubby and Stick, and, and uh, maybe more importantly, what's worth streaming now on 7 700 WLW.
Sterling hanging out 700 WLW. Wait for Kevin Carr, one of the fat guys at movies.com. He's also a chubby in the Chubby and Stick, so I, I am Stick. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We do a show together. It's on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcast. I mean, it's complete self promotion here, but I mean, if I can't do that, then why the hell am I here, really, Kevin? What's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, relaxing, you know, trying to uh, stay awake uh, for the for the late nights here. You know, I, I get up early in the morning on Fridays. So, uh, you know, so, yeah, you're I'm, at the house and hanging out. You, you do get ungodly early, like before the sun up, and you're talking to radio people all over the country. How, how's that going? It's going well. Yeah, a lot of people uh, are still talking to me about movies because you know, we live in <laughs> I like a... that. No, people are still talking to me. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, well you know, you, you, you do wonder sometimes because, you know, there aren't, there's nothing new in the theaters. They're like, well, you're going to keep having me on. They're like, yeah, we like having you on. But, well, you know, we live in such a, a fortunate time, yeah, because everything can beam into our houses. I mean, I mean, there's horrible things happening. Don't get me wrong. Horrible, horrible things going on but for people who are staying at home there's so many entertainment options that we can have and we're fortunate to be able to access those at, at almost any level of society uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this yet but I, I had and i don't know if it's actually up and running or not but someone sent me a, a link from pornhub i know it sounds weird her name's elizabeth I, i've I, never heard of that site i i better go home and give me about 15 minutes to research and I'll take a nap and then mm, we can talk. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so so uh, Elizabeth sent me this link and she says Pornhub is going to have Scrubhub, which is going to be videos of people washing their hands. So I guess it's porn for people who are worried about hygiene and, and staying clean and, wow. and, and avoiding infection. I don't know how many people are actually going to wash. Uh, watch people wash, I should say. <laughs> have, have you spent well, any time I mean, with just that? the hands... Let's just put, let's just if it's just the hands, I don't know how lucrative that is. But don't we already have that on Facebook where you got like Gloria Gaynor washing her hands while she sings I Will Survive? And, sure. Uh, and and didn't, didn't uh, Neil Diamond come out and, and change the songs? You know, the, instead of hands holding hands, you know, it's hands washing hands. That sounds about uh, right. I don't know. I mean, I have hands. I, we, you know, are we able to get in on that? I mean, do you have? Does it have to be a it certain says, type it, of hand? It says safe for work. What do you mean? You're going to wash your feet? What do you try? I, I don't know. I, this no, is, no, no, no. My, I don't know what you're trying to. Can you just hands. say what you're trying to say already? What do you mean? It, okay, it, what I'm trying to say is, in, in in a normal society, no one would ever want to watch me on Pornhub. But oh, there's a niche for you. If it's a hand thing, yeah. No, no, there's yeah, people. I, I'm out always there. looking for extra income. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you could go there and wash your hands. You mean, and it'd just be like you mm-hmm. specifically. You could have that's something. Yeah. I mean, they, there's yeah. a lot of layers of this. They say it's SFW, which is safe for work, which is unlike most of the stuff that's on the Pornhub, unless your business is porn sure. and, or maybe doctoring or I, I don't know. I did years ago. I did work at uh, CompuServe mm-hmm. at the network service, where they had their own adult site, and I knew the guy who who did advertising for it, and and I knew his wife. They they worked there together, and you know he'd be in there looking at. Uh, well, he'd be looking at stuff that he could potentially have a sales with, and his wife could. And he was like, "No, honey, it's for work. 
my question is, what did he do when he was home? I mean, you know, what, what are you doing? I'm looking at catalogs of uh, golf clubs. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure either. Actually, that's I don't, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. I mean, you got to have something to do. I, I suppose you, you could do that. I guess. I mean, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Washing hands, something. What, 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 so everything's streaming, but not everything. Like, because yes. here's my question. So if everybody spent hmm. the twenty dollars, like some stuff I see now that would have been in theaters new is now available on any device that you happen to have. And in many cases, yeah. it, some stuff is cheap. Some stuff is like twenty bucks. Is that enough for them to keep delivering content that way, rather than theaters? If in fact they don't move ahead as quickly as we would all like to get back to some semblance of normal. Well, I mean, yes and no. It depends on the content. Like, for example, the the big thing that was in streaming last week was the trolls movie trolls world tour it was supposed to come out in theaters and they kept it on the slate and they said we're just going to do an on-demand release and it was 20 bucks you get it for 48 hours to watch and that's it uh but apparently it it raked in like 50 million dollars for the studio uh now is that going to happen with every movie that they drop online probably not i mean trolls opened in a vacuum so uh there's not and there's no other place to go there it's not competing with theaters because they're closed so in the future you're still going to have that competition there. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be lucrative enough to put up, you know, like the the, the big Marvel movie or the tentpole releases. Uh, those are still going to need theatrical distribution, not just domestically, but worldwide to justify their budgets that they spend. But I certainly think it's a reasonable place to go for smaller productions. Uh, there's a lot of places, like a lot of like independent, smaller uh, what you call a rock and roll release, limited releases that would come to places like the Esquire yep, uh, in Cincinnati, days. you know, the, the, the art house uh, films, those I think have a very viable option to go straight to streaming um, if if they don't have an option of doing a theatrical run. Now, I love going to the theater. I mean, you know that. You do it. I mean, it is your work. But you, do you yeah. still enjoy going to the theater generally? I mean, do you and uh, you know, Mrs. Carr and the family at any point in time hop into the vehicle and go and just enjoy a movie? Or is it you just doing what you do as a reviewer, Kevin? I've always wondered. Well, I don't think I've ever rare. asked that. Yeah, it's actually rare for me. Well, I mean, in, a nor- in the normal situation, it's yeah. rare for me. To just go because, hey, let's go see a movie because I see so many movies throughout the week. And usually I've seen everything by the time the weekend comes. It's rare to find something that I actually want to go see. But there's there something like seen. your wife goes, you know, I'm really wanting to go to the theater for this. Like I, I've done a lot of music stuff over the years, a lot of concerts, a lot of shows. And, and I've had sure. a you know, like woman in my life here or there. And they're like, uh, and I'm like, I'm showed out. I've been to three shows this week. I've been to club nights, this, that, or the other thing. I don't feel like going. And she's like, no, I re- I'm, we're going, I'm, I'm going to the show. I want to go to the show. And, and you kind of go, all right, we're going to go to the show. Even if I'm miserable and bored out of my mind, because sometimes that's what we do for the women and, or people in our lives that we care for. Well, the big difference with me is my wife doesn't particularly like going to movies with me because I'm a critic. And then we come out of it. She's like, I really liked it. What do you think? And I'm like, well, <laughs> the third act was a little rough where, you know, and the characterization. And I don't like that one guy who acted. And she's like, can't you just enjoy a movie? And I'm like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I just thought it was a little rough in the third act. And so she doesn't actually like to hear me complain about it. It's hard because you, you, can't, you can't separate yourself from the critic. I, I, I totally get that. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. Uh, how was the isolation this week? Has anything happened positively or negatively in the last week aside from before we get to the actual streaming options? I'm just curious because you work at home all the time. The 
kids, uh, even though they've gotten older, you know, they're at home now for school if they're not working. And I know some, I, I think, are out of the house working. Your wife's a teacher. And, and are they doing virtual learning? I'm just wondering, are you melting down and imploding, or is everybody getting along hunky-dory? That's what I'm hoping for, is everybody's okay. We're pretty close to hunky-dory, mainly because we're sort of used to this. I mean, when it comes to summertime, because my wife's a teacher, because my kids are in school, uh, even and we have a, a big enough uh, house that that the people can go separate and go to their own rooms. That's important. Uh, we we yeah we're used to being home together in each other's faces for months on end over the summer. Anyways, now nah, maybe talk to me in August. We might get tired of seeing each other because we'll be like, hey, we're not used to six months of this. No. But but in general, we we're, we're handling it pretty well simply because. It's nothing uh, out of the ordinary for us. And, and, and even then, my wife, I mean, even though she's doing distance learning and only has to do uh, a limited number of office hours, she's usually in her space working on lessons for the next day. Let me tell you, if you've got teacher friends out there, don't think that they're just taking – they're not just kicking off their shoes and drinking wine all afternoon. They're still putting together lessons and, and planning and working with the kids and with the administration and other teachers to, uh, to do what they can in this situation. And uh, my, maybe my kids are a little frustrated because they only have so much host, uh, schoolwork. And then I'm like, well, go out and do some yard work because, you know, you, you're available. <laughs> get them get working. I totally get that. You're like, you're not you're done with school, huh? All right, now get to work. Yeah, it's not a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I grasp that. That makes total sense. Um, the Chopping Stick Podcast, of course, on the iHeartRadio app and everywhere you get to, you know, your uh, platform for podcast. You do the uh, Fat Guys of the Movie thing, which is which you talk obviously about, uh, say, Blu-rays with McConnell. Sometimes you talk with Eddie and Rocky on a Friday, usually in the afternoon, uh, and you're all over the country doing that. Aside from our stuff together, what this weekend have you been talking about that's new? Because there's just so much stuff. And here's the thing: I watched a lot of TV like the first week or two of this, as far as news, and I was streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. In the last week or so, I've backed away. Tremendously, because I feel like I, I'm not getting done what I need to get. Because I'm like, I got to get working. I got to get cracking. Let's get something done. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, you're right. Because it, even though I say that we're in a fortunate time where we have all this, this uh, ready entertainment beamed into our homes, it's also kind of challenging because if you're working from home, you have that giant distraction. And uh, it's it's very easy to get sucked into this. There are new shows every week. I thought when we, they first went into lockdown and they first closed the theaters, I was like, am I going to have stuff to talk about? And here we are a month later, and, and there's still stuff out there. There's plenty of stuff, new shows on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. They, they, they're coming out with new things on VOD every day or every week, and some of them are smaller movies. There's a couple decent smaller movies that you can check out on a VOD. There's one called The Quarry, which is sort of a – uh, a uh, it's 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 a modern sort of slow burn western suspense about a a guy who he's a drifter and he kills a pastor on his way to his parish his new his new parish parish and he takes over his identity and and it's him trying to live underneath uh, the scrutiny of the of the sheriff played by uh, Michael Shannon and 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 hoping he's not discovered so that's actually a pretty decent little suspense there's a there's a horror movie called Behind You which is a little bit, you know, of a smaller, lower budgeted thing with some acting and writing problems, but it's still a fun little movie about, uh, you know, sort of a ghost story, a demonic possession where these two girls, their their mother had passed away and they go to live with their aunt and their aunt who they don't know was like, you can stay here, but this is the basement. Don't go in the basement. It's locked all the time. 
The kids go in the basement. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. It's going to happen. You it's got it. And anything they say, don't go, you go. When I was yeah. a kid, I told, was told to go. I didn't want to go. And then you tell you don't go, yeah. you're there. Every time. Yeah, exactly. And, and so there's a demon in the basement. And then that, that And it's sort of like a tribute to stuff like The Conjuring. But you know what? Honestly, I, because I would say, if you really had a haunted house and you wanted to keep people away, just say, there's a demon in the basement. Do not go down there. But kids would still go down there. Why wouldn't you just move? That's the thing I've never understood about a lot of these movies. Because, oh, we got into a new house. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you didn't, no, you didn't, there was a disclosure thing. You know, not only was there not lead issues of lead paint, you might have had termites. There's a ghost. Some people got killed in the basement. Why didn't you tell us? Isn't there like a way out on that? I mean, where's Michelle Sloan when you need her? Well, they, I mean, you know, they, these are the information bits and pieces that you need to know before you get involved, even if it's a movie. I mean, you know. This would be, yeah. This is my, and maybe there's a real estate person that could answer this. If you have a haunted house, and 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 legally, I don't think haunted houses exist. Uh, you know, well, could then you, you don't need a disclosure. No, because then you're exactly. saying only the you, lunatics say it's haunted. You don't have to disclose that. The yeah. last people were crazy. They weren't right in the head. They're medicated. Now, maybe that's what people said the last time I sold a house. Murdered. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, you got you got to you got to disclose you got to disclose violent crime or murders. That's required. Depending on the state, I think that's a requirement for sure. But uh, it's a little different. Yeah, somebody was murdered in the basement. Yeah, somebody was murdered in the basement in 1972, um, and his ghost is still haunting. I don't think you have to add that part to it. No. Do you believe that the ghosts are still there? I mean, do you believe in ghosts? Let let me put it this way: there is enough of uh, uh, there's a there's a lot on heaven and earth that I don't know anything about. And I would not discount uh, there being a possibility of that. Okay. Because we've talked. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talked about Mr. Hobney, who was there as my imaginary friend that turned out to be real. Nobody believed me. Uh, and then uh, when I stepped Ooh. out in front of a bus uh, with my mom and my aunt nearby and I just at the crosswalk and then uh, I was uh, lifted up and put back up onto the sidewalk as the bus uh, went by and everybody was like, what the hell just happened? It, it was Mr. Hobney. And then he left. I I never saw him again. So I believe there's did other dri- stuff out did, there. Hmm? Did he drive a big uh, windowless van with free candy written on the side? No, that that's a whole other thing. I don't like to talk about that. We, we're going to leave it at that. I think we, we've covered all the candy. <laughs> it's not good. I don't, I don't, that's not a nice place. Not I'm nice sorry. Place. Did I open up a wound? I'm sorry. These, yeah, these are, that's a movie of its own. And no, I, I didn't really have it happen, but it's creepy and uncomfortable. And I, I just didn't like the way it made me feel, Kevin Carr. I, I, why'd you do that? <sighs> all right. Anything know. else before we let you go? It, it is true. It is. I think we covered all the ground we need to cover. So uh, there's uh, Fat Guys at the Movies uh, dot com, and, and then uh, the iHeartRadio app for the Chubby and Stick podcast, which is hard to find. Put Chubby and Stick and Fat Guys, you'll find it there, or iTunes, or wherever else. Any anything yes. else before? Is there? Would I missed anything? Is there? You just want to go? I, I don't. This went really weird. No, just there's 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 plenty of stuff to watch, and you can even delve into old stuff. Go watch Breaking Bad or something like that. I'm watching do, where we what we do in the shadows right now. Okay, that sounds good. Then there's Invisible the Invisible Man. Man. I mean, I, I want. I think the Invisible Man's pretty good, right? You said that was good. The 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 new movie, yeah, the one that just came out, yeah, that's on streaming. I don't know if the price has come down to rental yet, but uh, that one's definitely worth seeing. The one with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I'm just going to leave it at that. Kevin Carr, thank you. Quick break. Come back, Sterling. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Seven hundred WLW. 
I'd like to say, hey, here's some scores. Like maybe uh, for Game 19, Reds, Yankees in New York would have been a win for the Reds. And I'd say right now in a perfect world, and it's not perfect, obviously, uh, that right now they would be 14-5. Uh, that is the record I, I picture the Reds with right now, 14-5 and five after Game 19 would have been played at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, uh, in some interleague action. Can you say otherwise? Nope. Can the Yankees? Hell no. So that's what I'm sticking with. Uh, Sterling hanging out until uh, midnight. ATN rolls after that. I've seen Dave. He'll be behind the wheel for America's Truck and Network. After the 11 o'clock report, uh, we will hear from Colonel Dean Smittle, the 700-WLW military analyst, to talk on uh, that uh, Navy carrier Roosevelt and issues with COVID-19 there and, and the brouhaha that went along with that. Uh, so hopefully you'll hang out for that. Uh, and I'll be back again Sunday uh, talking medical stuff uh, with Dr. Stephen Burdett. He's an infectious disease expert from Premier Health Atrium Medical Center in Middletown. That uh, about 1 o'clock on Sunday. And also uh, from the Ohio Pork Producers Association, talk on issues with livestock and food uh, coming to the grocery store to your plate and uh, what uh, that new ag uh, bit of help uh, helps uh, from the federal government. Coming up quickly, though, let's get uh, Columbus Jeff talking pizza stuff on 700-WLW. Appreciate you holding, Jeff. Hey. Jeff, once, twice? Yeah. Hey, man. Is this? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. You talking to me? Gotcha. <laughs> hey, did you ever try wood-fired pizza? I- I've had different uh, wood-fired pizzas. Absolutely. I like that. Because I got, I work for, I supply firewood for a company here east of Columbus Lowe's, Russo's, and I take them cherry firewood all the time consistent. I was just eating a pizza while you were earlier talking that right after 10 o'clock there. And I tried to get in then and I just, I didn't get in in time. There was too many people on or something. And I just thought I'd bug you and just see, maybe you ought to try one sometime. And, you know, I don't know. It's just awesome, good pizza. I love it. No, first of all, you're not bugging me. Secondly, I, I'm glad to talk some pizza. And I'm curious, how much wood do you go through? Uh, you said cherry wood they use? Yeah, cherry. So uh, some people hate the cherry trees because they drop a, a small berry, yeah. real, real small, but birds love them. And they then do. it colors it colors their poop and stains the furniture on the patios and stuff. So I take them down when I do tree work, and then I split it up and take it to them. And, and at that particular shop, they probably go through, hmm, I'm not sure, 18 or 19 cords of firewood in a year. That's not too bad, and I, that's a lot of pizza. I mean, see, now I'm wondering, how does that affect the flavor of the crust? Jeff, we'll have to talk again in the future. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm sorry you had to eat the whole pizza while listening. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm glad you did. I just wish you would have shared. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on you, Jeff, but just saying. 11 o'clock report straight away. Mr. Gallagher has that. Colonel Dean Smittle joins us on the other side. He's a military analyst for 700 WLW Cincinnati. Final hour, Friday Sterling. Glad you're along. 700 WLW. ATN rolls in an hour. It's America's Trucking Network. Summer acronymically challenged. I'm challenged in a lot of ways. We don't have time to get into that right now. A lot of issues, a lot of problems. Just trying to make sense of this world more we're living in, and it's not easy. A guy who can help with that, a great wealth of experience and uh, knowledge and know-how, is a man who's uh, put his life on the line for this great nation of ours and is a military analyst for 700 WLW, Colonel uh, Dean Smittle. Welcome to 700 WLW. How you doing? Pleasure, sorry. How you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate you making time for us tonight, um, especially as late as it is. Uh, you were in multiple branches of the service, and, and really, I'd only met two or three other people in my life that I was aware of until speaking with you, uh, the sheer number of people who have gone from one branch of service to another over the years. You were in the Navy, and if I'm not mistaken, and also the Army, correct? Uh, no, I was in the 
an Air Force first enlisted man. Okay. Then I flipped to UC and got the GI Bill. There you took go. a commission in the Army. I spent eight years in the Army, Army Ranger type. Was signed to several countries, including Vietnam. And then I came back and I flipped over, went back to the Air Force. There you go. It's a little of everything. <laughs> a and, little of everything. And, and yeah. apparently that's pretty common now, but I, I did not know how common it was. And your experience of doing what you do, Colonel, uh, and have done is seeing a lot of different circumstances in your time in service and studying uh, just generally a history, and that's a part of it. Uh, have you seen anything like this COVID-19 scenario when an infection issue and so forth, like, say, on that uh, Navy air carrier, uh, the Roosevelt? Well, we did have a malaria issue during Vietnam. We had to take a nickel-sized tablet every day. I had to have the troops signed off on the roster of having taken that. But they did have a malaria issue in the military in that part of the world. But nothing like this uh, COVID-19 virus. This has really uh, come down hard on Captain Brett Crozer. He's that Navy captain who's moved from command of the, the uh, aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt, where they found the coronavirus. And according to uh, two Naval Academy classmates, Sam, he really got, got canned on this one. The poor guy wrote a letter. Somehow it got leaked to the uh, media. He notified us some immediate chain of command that there was a tremendous problem with uh, the virus aboard the uh, carrier, which seems crazy to me that they treated him the way they did because of that. Uh, how, how does that normally work when there is a concern for those that are your subordinates that you are in charge of about their well, health and well-being and medical care or access to it when it's something we're not at war? Though we do have different places around the earth where there are fires that we can. Well, here's a better question. Are we at war or are we not? Because there are still men and women in harm's way. And I've talked to some people like, oh, no, we're not at war. This is sort of peace times. I'm like, I don't know that this. We've been at war almost constantly in one fashion or another for decades now, yes? War and little wars all around the globe. Special Forces guys are out there. And, and of course, I was in Arabia for several months. And then I went, of course, to, uh, to other countries and served uh, in Vietnam and, and uh, Saudi Arabia. But, you know, when you're military, you go where they send you. And if you d- develop a skill set of, of skills that they need, they pull you out of retirement. I got pulled out of retirement twice. Two <laughs> times. So they called you twice. They say, hey, Colonel Smittle, we need you. How do they approach you in that circumstance? Well, you get a phone call from the general. I got one several years ago back in the late 80s, a day before Christmas. It says, we have a problem with the terrorist bin Laden in Saudi Arabia. You work with terrorist activities during your turn in the Far East. And uh, we'll send your wait a minute, I said, Journal, it's the day before Christmas. How about send me a FedEx orders the day after Christmas? Day after Christmas, I got on my uniform, took the orders, went to Wright Pat. Eighteen hours later, I was in Saudi Arabia looking for Bin Laden. That's a quick turnaround to go hunting for anybody, let alone that guy, that's for sure. Well, there's a tremendous temperature differential between Saudi Arabia and the U.S. Yeah. I left during the winter. I got over there. That's 135 degrees. That's weather whiplash, to say the least. That's, that's right. That's amazing. You didn't get sick in that circumstance. So in the midst of this, Colonel Smittle, so you deal with infection, you deal with vulnerability in harm's way in theaters where there is activity in enemy, fire coming at you. On a Navy vessel like this, you're at sea. That whole group for the Roosevelt is there. 
Uh, you say you don't believe that this commander did anything wrong, but there was a whole lot of attention initially saying it, and now there seems to have been some backtracking by people in positions of authority, although his boss, who flew to that vessel after firing him, hated on the guy, then left and then resigned. How weird is this whole circumstance? That's very weird, and it costs a lot of money to fly from the Pentagon over to that particular area, about $230,000 worth of our taxpayer money. But you have to look at the... Uh, the captain, that Crozier, this guy was trying to look out for his troops. And that's the number one priority. In order to do the mission, you've got to have the troops' health and welfare at heart. And that's what he did. He had a letter which somehow got leaked to the media that there was this coronavirus, a tremendous problem aboard that carrier. And he got, of course, in trouble for it. But the Navy secretary, he, uh, he got in trouble, too. <laughs> so he resigned. But this whole thing is convoluted and very uh, intricate in its weaving of how this event got started in the media. I mean, in, in a situation where if we were in an active engagement, larger theater of war, this communication would have been a problem. You wouldn't want to know, have your enemy know that people on one vessel or another at one military installation or another were vulnerable in, in some type of way where they could be in large numbers incapacitated like COVID-19, correct? Correct. Well, you know, he, he notified his chain of command, and somehow that letter got out to the media. Who leaked the letter? I don't know whether to find that out or not. But what's happened is when they uh, home port in San Diego and they arrived in territory of Guam, March 27th, they have a crew of 5,000 people aboard that carrier. And a lot of those guys were, were tested for, in, uh, for the COVID virus, and at least 400 from the vessel were expected to be sent to hotels in Guam. They're still trying to figure out how many of the guys aboard the carrier had this virus. That's a bad situation to be in. If you're there and you don't know, and some of them were asymptomatic uh, in general at this point, it, it's a challenging place to be, especially if you have loved ones, uh, people you care about that are at sea uh, or you know, in, involved someplace already you know, hitched up with one of the branches of service when dealing with this. It's bad enough here stateside. Um, what happens when you have that many personnel on a vessel or on a base that needs such care? Obviously, a, a, you know, a vessel like you know the Roosevelt's out there at sea, that's a difficult place to navigate and deal with care, even though it is a floating city. I mean, that's thousands of people. It's bigger than a lot of small American towns. You're right. It really is. And, of course, the mission requirements they have, that particular – well, what's interesting was – they actually uh, went over to Vietnam and docked there. They think the virus may have been transferred, transferred uh, by the crew members aboard the ship when they went over there and took a little leave and their visit to the port of Vietnam. And they found this out, of course, when they got to Guam. But the captain, he, he, he looked out for the troops. He wanted to notify his superiors there was an issue here. And, uh, and superiors <laughs> up the chain canned him for it. He got relieved of a command. Now, I understand he's going to be reinstated in his command, but the whole thing is so convoluted and weird, I haven't seen this type of situation before. So you've never seen this, and you've been engaged going back to the Vietnam era. So that, that's quite a run that you, you have been in and around and conversing with people in one place or another in power as a position and authority who would know this. So Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like everything else, this is another strange, weird circumstance in the world in which we're living. What do you see happening next, if that's even possible, Colonel Smittle? Well, I doubt they'll have much luck when they try to court-martial him. His main concern of bottom line, as was mine when I was active duty, is the health and welfare of his men under his command. The men have to be healthy and operational, and if they have a problem with a sickness of any kind, he should and did notify his superiors, and they didn't provide him the right support. I, I, I'm, I'm staunchly behind the captain on this issue. When you're in command of a unit and have all these men responsible for the health and life and death in a combat situation, and they don't appoint a captain or a commanding officer in that position, you have to go through many layers of support and review before you get assigned to that particular uh, command of a carrier. So this guy, I think, the straight shooter, he got really a bad uh, a bad uh, uh, review on what he did, but I think was absolutely right. I would have done the same damn thing. Well, you know, obviously he's trying to keep his men and women aboard that ship and elsewhere safe and anywhere they happen to, to cruise uh, on or off the vessel, obviously it's important. So I hope that uh, they treat him right and they get those uh, seamen and women uh, healthy. Uh, is that improper? I had somebody text me about this earlier. When I said seamen, they said, what about the women on the vessel? Are they not all seamen or do you just say, uh, what do you say, crew? What? What's appropriate when it comes to women and men when we're talking about the, the Roosevelt or any other uh, vessel like that in the Navy? It's all the same as the crew members. So they're crew members, but if I say seamen, that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Okay, good. So there you go. I, 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 can I put that annotation on there, crediting you with that when I return the text? Yes. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Colonel, I, I appreciate that, sir. In the Air Force, it's airmen. doesn't matter where you're an airwoman or airman. It's airmen. You're part of a, a group which operates in the military. It's a difficult issue. And as we look at this, whether it's Wright Pad or we look at all, you know, uh, all the different places, Fort Knox, you name it, all across this country and all across this world. Final question, uh, Colonel Dean Smittle, by the way, who uh, served not just in the Air Force, but also the Army in positions of leadership, giving us some insight in this as a military analyst for 700 WLW. What does one do in command when you look at the issue of infectious disease it's such a, I mean, shutting down the world to this point, we know that it's something that most of us have never seen, but what does one do when you're trying to be battle-ready in these installations and these warships and elsewhere around planet Earth uh, when you're trying to keep people healthy and good to go as needed? Well, you're, 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 you go to the medical folks first and get an opinion, and, they, you know, that's a driver from then on. But, you know, the bottom line here is a mission. The mission has to be performed, whatever they were doing. And I think the real key to this was when they stopped off in Vietnam, the crew members got off the curve for short leave. They brought back the virus aboard the carrier. And, of course, the captain caught it. And the captain tested positive for the virus. Yep. He has it himself. It's a, it's a bad situation to be in. I hope you're feeling well. Are you okay? Have you washed your hands? Are, are you staying sanitized, martinized, disinfected, and masked up, Colonel Smittle? Or, or are you like me and just not leaving the house a lot? I don't leave the house very much, but I wash my hands twice a day. Very good. Well, I'm not saying that you should feel motivated to wash your hands after speaking with me, and please don't take offense, but as soon as we move on to the break, I'm going to go wash my hands, Colonel Smittle. Well, you just hope when you wash your hands, you are, are not 
find a flying saucer hovering above your head, it might be being be beamed up to the saucer and wash her hands up there as well. Well, you know what, and that's another conversation. I don't know if you want to do this now or the other side of the break. I don't know what kind of time you have. But, Colonel Smittle, what about that? Are you able to stay? Because I'm curious. We're flying so many less aircraft, militarily and commercially, in the U.S. and around planet Earth. Seems to me that's a window for a whole lot of aliens to be up there doing a lot of alien activities. Am I crazy? You're not crazy. And I'll tell you another item. Yes. One of my friends who uh, worked the Roswell incident back in 47, they sent the general, I think it was the commanding general then, sent the flying saucer, which had crashed, and the aliens up to right path. Yes. There were four aliens aboard that UFO. One alien was still alive. However, we found that we had to get a psychic to communicate with the alien because they spoke telepathically. And I asked my friend at right path, Research the book. You still have that alien saucer up there with the in the in the hangar, right, Pat? Someplace he says we don't talk about that. So if he says we don't talk about that, is that a confirmation without confirming? That's a confirmation. Here's the, here's the more important question. Forget the craft, although I'm sure there's a lot they've learned from that poking and prodding and, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. But, but is that alien still there? That's what I want to know. As far as I know, he is, but according to my sources... So wait a minute, wait, so that alien's in suburban Dayton right now at Wright Pat, in Fairborn, hanging out, probably wanting to go to Tommy's Pizza and hang out. What does one do with an alien if you got it on ice? Well, you try to determine, you know, how they got from there to here, what craft they use, and if the craft's available, try to back-engineer it. And, of course, I understand that they tried to do that, and, of course, the technology so far advanced from ours, that was difficult to do. But a lot of things I think have spun off from that is, number one, computer chip and fiber optics. They found those aboard the saucer at Christ and Waswell in 1947. Wait a minute. Fiber optics, which we just in the last 20 or 30 years have really started to use greatly, that you say is a space technology. They took it from a, a flying saucer. Well, what happened? We're thieves, what, aren't we? Yeah, what happened was they took the, the saucer debris and the, and the interior of it. They checked and they sent some of those items they found to the Pentagon. And one of my friends I used to work with, the Pentagon, found them in a, a secure safe. In the box was this clear wiring, which looked like glass, and also a little chip. That was taken from the saucer that crashed in Roswell on 8 July 1947. So they gave that to civilian industry and says, develop this back engineer it. So some of the things that we use today are probably, more than likely, a direct result of that saucer crash in Roswell in 8 July 1947. I lied. Final question. So I was going to keep you for a break or schedule another time, but this is the real last question. Do you fear for your well-being talking about such things on the nation station 700 WLW? I don't want to freak you or anybody else out. 38 states, you know, if uh, they can hear us on the iHeartRadio app on planet Earth everywhere, I'm sure the aliens in space, stuff that the first time you were on the, probably when Rod Serling was on these airwaves, those sounds are probably out there in space right now, uh, floating around someplace in there. Are you concerned of re retaliation for you sharing information about these aliens or anything else, even talking about the commander of the Roosevelt? Well, you know, we've been watching science fiction shows for so long. The general public is used to seeing aliens of many different varieties on TV. And, and I, I think, you know, for example, one of my friends was flying upstate New York in a B-52 bomber several years ago. And alongside his bomber was this big, long, cigar-shaped UFO. It had a tractor beam on him, and it had a green light that 
froze all his instrument panel. And this is an actual event that happened. I got this firsthand. And I said to my friend, the pilot was Rodney, Rodney, did you file a report when you landed and, and to the Air Force? He says, yes. I described the whole thing, so did the whole crew. I said, well, what did the Air Force tell you? You didn't see a damn thing. They covered it up. I, I think my mom told me that once sometime, too, but it was a totally different circumstance. She's like, you've seen nothing. Go to your room. I was like, okay, fine. That's right. A different alien scenario. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate your candor and your insight. You're a good man, and I do also, as many of us, if not all of us do, thank you for your service, not just in one, but two branches of our military. Colonel Dean Smittle, military analyst for 700WLW. Take care of yourself, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Strang. I'll pleasure working with you anytime. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Quick break. Come back after your 1130 report. Nick and a mic and room for you. Let's open it up. Anything can possibly happen. From the pizza to the COVID, God only knows. Following the news, your chance to speak your mind on your Friday Sterling, 700-WLW. Sterling hanging on a moment away from your 1130 report. Wait a minute. I like this. Hold on. KGL. Not to be confused with 21 pilots. Totally different. Those guys from Columbus. Not these guys. But these guys are good. If I could sing this way, I'd be rich. Wait, holy crap, I can. Why aren't I rich? Damn it. Anyway, uh, the, the wrong business. That's exactly right, Tater. Uh, 11.30 report straight away. Alex, a mic, a Steve, room for you. We'll open it up from pizza to Colonel Dean Smittle, the aliens at right pad to uh, the, the Roosevelt, to the carrier that we were talking about with the COVID-19. Uh, and also, overstuffing yourself. No, you're like, what? Let me explain real quick. Um, so I, I uh, filled up all the supplies at the House of Sterling leading into our uh, lockdown, shutdown, stay-at-home shelter until the COVID goes away, but it's not really going to go away yet kind of scenario, but we still want to break out of the house scenario, right? And and, uh, and I've eaten through with snacks, and, and then I find, like, a, it's like if you get a pizza. Like, if I get, like, the super-sized pizza uh, from someplace, I mean, pick it, La Rosa's, you name it, and, and then it's like the, the big extra large, and if it's there, and then in the middle of the night, I'll eat it. And then sometimes I get into the mood, and I just care, start eating a lot of other stuff. Uh, so I'm wondering, what do you just overdose on when it comes to food? Not drugs, hopefully, but food. Lots to do. We'll hit everything we can between now and midnight when ATN rolls. Following your 1130 report, we'll return with you on 700 WLW. What's going on? Sterling hanging out. Chip Pratt, I'm calling Tate, cruising the show. ATN rolling after uh, I'm out of here at midnight following the news. Uh, Dave behind the wheel of America's Trucking Network. My name's Sterling, by the way, if you didn't know. Back on Sunday afternoon. Infectious disease expert uh, is ahead of such for uh, Premier Health, and uh, of course they get an Atrium Medical Center in Middletown. Dr. Stephen Burnett going to join me again uh, Monday or Sunday afternoon. Uh, Jim uh, Heimel, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I hope I didn't butcher it. Uh, and there's a play on words there because he's a uh, head boss of the Ohio Pork Association. We'll talk to him about issues uh, with this new uh, bit of money coming from Agriculture Department, the federal government, to help uh, those in the business of farming and livestock uh, production and uh, helping food banks and all of us in the midst of uh, some serious problems with the, the issue of some of those plants in, in uh, the Midwest. We're really the Mid-Atlantic. I don't need to get into that. I just had this conversation with somebody else texting back and forth. And what do you mean you're, this is, we are the Mid-Atlantic? West. No, uh, not really. But uh, that'll be Sunday afternoon, so hopefully you'll join us for that. Now, the podcast of this show will be up after, and then you can get it anytime you want. 
at the iHeartRadio app or 700WLW.com. I like um, news stories. I like research studies. I like uh, conversation, thought-provoking stuff. Every time I come in here, uh, and I'm actually here, I'm not doing it at home, although I maybe could or should, I feel safe. I've sprayed everything down. I've, I've wiped myself up, which sounds weird. Normally, I wouldn't tell you that I washed my hands and cleaned up. You know what I mean? Sanitized, martinized, disinfected. But in COVID-19 world, you, you feel like you got to share that. And apparently... There's something that's changed but then hasn't. This from the insider.com. Dr. Fauci, you, you might have heard of him. He's a big hoop-de-doo when it comes to infectious disease in the country. He's sort of like a global, uh, like a, he's the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. He's a part of that White House uh, Coronavirus Task Force. Okay? Uh, he says, this is a headline of a story, Dr. Fauci says you can hook up with a Tinder match who doesn't have symptoms, but... Only if you're willing to take a risk. Isn't it really always if you're willing to take a risk when you just hook up with somebody that you don't really know? I mean, really? Just now it's COVID. It's a little bit different. Instead of something later on that you find out you have uncomfortably, now it could be a bad sense of life in a different fashion. But that's good to know. Are you on Tinder? Are you still hooking up? I mean, that's one of those things like every time I leave the house, I look at here's another 14 or 21 days that I got to worry about. Have I picked something up? That's an awful feeling. It's not even like a random hookup, whether it's Tinder or something else, where then you go, I, uh, well, I'm probably okay. And then, you know, you hope you can do something to protect yourself. But I don't know if you meet a Tinder, you got gloves, you got a mask. How, how romantic is that? I'd rather just stay at home and handle it myself. Personally, that's just me. Maybe I've shared too much. I'm just saying. And uh, here's another headline. The pandemic pushing people to revisit relationships that fell apart that from buzzfeed so people are now retreading old relationships because you're at home you're working from home maybe and there's time and you're on social media and people are reaching out i don't know how much you go back to look at exes or whatever else or to socialize with them facebook or whatever else uh i have talked to some of the other women in my life of my past lately or at least texted or did some conferencing with them uh but i, I didn't I don't think about hooking back up or anything but your number doesn't go up if you hook up again, does it? I don't even know what that means now that I think about it. To Madeira, Mike, 700-WLW. Alex, Nick, Steve coming up in room for you. We'll rip through some calls all before ATN rolls after midnight with Sterling. Mike, how are you? Mike, are you there? We lost Mike as soon as I picked it up. That, that's not a good thing. Let's get Alex. I think he was next, then Steve and Nick on the big one. Hey, what's going on, Alex? Sterling, how you doing? I'm, I think I'm okay. I'm trying to be. That's good. Yeah, I, I was going to say what you just said. I know I'm not the only person that's hit up my ex-girlfriend the past couple of weeks. Well, actually, so. one of them hit me up, and then I I just reached out to another. I was like, I wonder how she's doing with the kids, and then, you know, you're talking. But I, I don't know about yeah. the revisiting the relationship. Are you looking to reconnect, or was it just like a, hey, how you doing? reconnect but a brief reconnection if you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) that that could be taken a couple different ways but as long as you're healthy and both parties are happy good for you yeah and like you said though it is you're taking a risk every time you go out with a girl regardless so it's no different than it was two years ago yeah except this can shut your lungs down and kill you in a different way that that, see that's up that's that's a whole nother thing to obsess over that's being single is my friends that are married previously like man you know the single life you know you're living large and i'm like and then now they're like, yeah, I'm stuck in quarantine with the wife. What are you doing? I'm like, uh, nothing. So. <laughs> exactly. But I was going to tell you, that guy talking about the right pad aliens freaked me out and I got me into conspiracy theory mode. But Uh-oh. before that, 
I was going to tell you, you know, I got friends come to Cincinnati for the first time. They're like, you know, I'm a fat Italian guy. Yeah. Like, people, people expect me to know my pizza. You, you know should. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And everybody asks, what's the best pizza from Cincinnati? Now, La Rosa's, I like La Rosa's, but I don't think it's the best. Okay. The best pizza in Cincinnati is Betta's Italian Oven. It's on Montgomery Road. It's right next to Xavier University. That place is delicious. Everything, everything on their menu is amazing, but... They're, they specialize like the Neapolitan, oh. kind of wood fired oven, and yes. oh man, so good, delicious. Well, there. See that? I'll add that to the list. I've not been there. I used to live not far from that area, so you know, yeah, that that that's, uh, might be a mandatory trip sooner than later. I didn't mean to freak you out with Colonel Smittle. You know, we went from uh, COVID talk and, and aircraft carriers and security issues and health to ending up about the aliens, but I think it's all kind of related. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, because I've heard conspiracy theories not only. The common one's the 5G thing, but I've heard a lot of them about that, too. Like, aliens are tired of us and brought it here. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, you know? I don't feel like it's not far from the truth. Like, they're looking down on us six months ago. They're probably like, yeah, we've got to get rid of these people. Yeah. Well, I, and I've always torn on that. And I've had infectious disease experts on, and I've sort of joked. And I think it was Carlin. Who, I did not come up with this, but I'm of like mind. And But I think it was his bit where it's, the planet's kind of like a dog. And, 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 you know, like a wet dog with fleas, and occasionally he, she's going to shake us off. And I think maybe all of this stuff that's out there that's occasionally thinning the herd of us is maybe a part of that process because we're sort of an infectious disease upon the planet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, that's, you know. But I, I, I just want to survive. I want to be here. I want to live well. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be a cautionary tale. I mean, I, I probably am in other ways, but, you know. Yeah, hand sanitizer. Watch your hands. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Alex. I'll do it when I'm done. Have a great night and be safe getting home. Steve, 700 WLW. What's going on? Uh, my favorite pizza is Avalanche from Athens. Avalanche, yeah. It's a uh, award-winning pizza. I, I have had that, and it's good. And, and you're actually, you're like the third person who's mentioned it. So apparently a lot of people thinking just like you, Steve. So well, I, one I, reason why I like it is because they uh, donate so much to the uh, local community, to people in need. And, and that's an important thing. And now yeah. more than ever, Steve, that's fantastic. I appreciate you listening. And I'm, another yeah. thing What's that you, uh, you were asking about sports. Yes, stuff. yeah. There's a guy in Gloucester by the name of Sam Jones, and his gym was actually used during the uh, Buster Douglas training for the Mike Tyson fight. Oh, how about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Quick break. Come back. Nick, you'll be first. And then uh, ATN rolls after midnight. I'm not done yet. I still have more. I like the responses so far to the Fauci headline thing. I just I, look. I'm just going to say it again here. Doctor Fauci says. Doctor Fauci says that uh, you can hook up with Tinder. Uh, somebody I think asked him this question at a press conference, and, and then is you know with somebody who doesn't have symptoms, only if you're willing to take a risk, which is the way it is every time you leave the house or say, hey, how you doing? Uh, Me? Uh, maybe maybe uh, driving around, you didn't see it, or maybe you're at home, maybe you DVR'd it. I think people still do that, don't they? Although everything's uh, streaming and so forth. ABC just ran, and I saw it up here because, again, a couple different monitors on different news and everything else and computer screens and so forth. Uh, The Siegfried and Roy documentary that they did a couple of years ago, whatever, which got huge ratings before, uh, they just re-ran. 
which shows the Sigrid and Roy's past. For those who don't know, they're the guys who had all the like the, the tigers and animals and stuff on stage. Huge show uh, that used to go on at the I think it was the Mirage, right? It was Steve Wynn's place uh, in Vegas until there was of course a mishap when uh, the one guy got sort of mauled effectively uh, by one one of the, the tigers, and which is just horrible uh, in general. And the animal, it said it wasn't the animal's fault. A lot of people immediately go always freak out. My guess is it'll probably have bigger numbers tonight than it did originally, if for no other reason, because of Tiger King. And, and I, uh, I refuse to watch the whole damn Tiger King. I, I just refuse to. I, I watched a little of it, and, and I was like, okay, so it just makes me nervous and uncomfortable. I say that, but then tonight when I go home, I'm, I, I might, you know, finish an episode or two. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But those are those crazy loons, of course, that got all the attention with their weird love triangles and murder or hire or weird animal con- husbandry issues or whatever. That's not what you think. It's just very strange. Uh, next, 700 WLW with Sterling. Hey. Hey. It's a lot harder with Chippy and Remoter separate from you. No, we're just a um, room away from each other. I'm here. He's there. The, the, systems, the systems are learning, I guess. But uh, all I wanted to say is that a current, it was really, really odd, and I was actually challenged by a guy who was a proud draft dodger from Vietnam uh, because he was confused why a captain would be running a carrier at the time, and all that stuff went down. And it was my experience from school that you would have somebody that was at least an 07 that was running a carrier. The colonel is an 06, retired, okay? That captain is an operating 06, what people don't realize, the Navy has a very long tradition that's a little bit different than the Air Force and the Army. As I understand, always, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken, Nick, I, but we're short on time, I want to make sure I'm clear, because the colonel mentioned that to me earlier, too, Colonel Smittle, that effectively that captain overseeing the Roosevelt, because it is a Navy thing compared to Air Force or Army, is effectively the same level when it comes to command that uh, he would have been, correct? Yes, but there's a difference. Everybody thought, and I thought at the same time, this guy was promoted beyond his ability. And the whole point that I'm getting to is he didn't get in trouble so much for what happened. What he got in trouble for is he's responsible for everybody on his command, and whether he leaked it to L.A. Press or whether somebody else leaked it to L.A. Press. The effective thing that happened is one-fifth of the United States weapons armament was revealed to any potential adversary as, we just dropped our pants and showed you we ain't got no ammo. That's the reason, and he is responsible for everybody on his boat. And don't forget, he's not just on in command of that boat. When you have a carrier, That's the group. you have at least one or two subs underneath you that are attack subs. You have tankers, you have car- you have cruisers and destroyers that are all in fleet formation with you. Respectfully, why- let me let me say this though before we continue here with this. All right, is the and Colonel Smith will address this. Is the fact that he went through properly what had been initially leaked and the way it was described was not the reality of where he sent that communique. And in addition to that. 
he was shaking the tree in the proper fashion to be able to get care for all of those people a part of that carrier group, and it wasn't exactly being addressed. And the fact that they're looking to reinstate him now pretty much shows that he did exactly what he needed to do to be able to get it handled, and the rest of it was people worrying about politicking. And I agree with you about the issue of vulnerability, Nick, and I appreciate the call as always. But the reality is that you've got to take care of those men and those women who are in harm's way. And at this particular point in time, apparently, that's what was necessary to get it done. I'm not talking about the leak into the general media, but the fact that he had to do what he had to do in that chain to get somebody to pay attention to do something more. And clearly, with the sheer number of people that are infected on that carrier itself, the Roosevelt, it shows that I, I think he was pretty much close to being doing what he was necessary to do. Colonel Smittle agrees. And those others higher up who have decided, looking at this point, to possibly reinstate him and put him back in command of that vessel and group, apparently that's the case. Either way, you want these people to get healthy. You want them to be uh, able to get on with their lives and also handle the duty, which is protecting not this this nation, but our interests globally. And, and that is a very, a very important thing. Old time granny, you'll have you're like the last call, I guess. Technically, if we were going to talk about it here with Sterling on seven hundred WLW, how you doing? Just fine, thank you for not going almost ninety six years old. So that, I'm I'm up and at it. <laughs> that's a good run right there. I hope I make ninety six. Oh, you will. I'm sure. No, do you know when uh, Colonel or uh, Colonel Dean Smittle's going to be on your program again? Uh, I have not. Anything? I haven't rescheduled him. But if if you're online, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, and, and then uh, maybe I, you know, do you do I, that? I don't have anything like that. But no, I when I was on the farm, and this was early 1980, I had a cigar-shaped one. UFO go directly over my head less than 50 feet off of the ground, and I could see it. And, and I wanted to know, and I'd like to find out before I pass away, why there wasn't any sound to anything. It had, it had no wings. You weren't, and, like, boozing it up or doing any drugs or anything there, old-time granny, were you, when you saw this cigar-shaped vessel? It went right over my head. I was, <laughs> I was hanging up close, and I decided to take the sheet down because I could see it coming a half a mile away. That's crazy. I, I tell you what we'll do is the next time I have Colonel Smittle on, hopefully sooner than later, I'll ask him about that very thing. Or if you want to call, you can do that too, okay? Okay. Do you have? Does he have a public number, or is he listed in a phone book or anything? Do I, you know? I don't know if he's listed in the phone book, and he does not, as far as I know, have a public access in that fashion. You might be able to look online if you are or somebody I, I else. Don't, I, okay. don't, I don't have anything like that. I, I don't have television. Radio is my only outlet. Well, I, I appreciate <laughs> you keeping me company, too, and let me know what's going on. Well, well I tell, I, next time I, I have him on, we'll let him uh, let you know. And I told your receiver in there that I could speak to you about the viruses. And that, too, 72 years ago, I was a lab technician research in penicillin. Oh, my. Well, I, I, I'm out of time now, but you know what? Maybe Sunday we can talk to you again and get some of your that, experience in that, okay? Is that, is that your next program? Yes, ma'am. Uh, noon uh, after Ken Brew on Sunday afternoon, okay? Oh, okay. Well, thank you much. Take good care. Talking to you you Have too. A good evening. You too. Stay well. The Midnight Report straight away. Dan, uh, Dave, uh, behind the wheel of ATN, that's America's Truck and Network. Mr. Gallagher has the news. I'll talk to you after Ken come uh, Sunday afternoon right here on the Home of the Reds. I'm Sterling, and this is 700 WLW Cincinnati. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.